0: Then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. This week, we're going to tackle a topic I'm passionate about, protecting your rituals. All right, it's true. I'm passionate about a lot of topics. Um, You get me, but uh, this one I'm particularly... I particularly get jazzed about when I talk with my clients. So here's a little story about how rituals came to be important in my life, and particularly my dog or my competition life. When I was younger, like we're talking like teenage younger, I rode hunter-jumper horses very successfully. I was at the top of the zone standings, always in the top five or so nationally, in multiple divisions, traveled, did a winter circuit, like the whole shebang, like all of it. However, when it came to what we then called indoors or the various fall national events, I wasn't winning consistently. And actually, other than being like third in the medal finals and winning a class here or there, I was never champion at those events. It was all the same people that I was competing against and had won against in like, say, the winter circuit. um, But I fell short like every time. And it was super frustrating, right? Like, quote, I should be doing well um, in this company. I should be prepared, yada, yada. But I was still falling short. Couldn't figure it out. And of course, decades later, hindsight is amazing. And of course, I have greater clarity on these moments. And I now realize that even then, I was struggling with one thing in particular. And it was at the big shows, everything was different. Everything. We got up at crazy hours to practice and to lunge our horses. Um, even one year, my my dad, while we were in Harrisburg, thought that it, the, all those extra hours in the day needed to be filled with a trip to Gettysburg. Gettysburg, people. Here I was at the national finals and I was walking battlefields. I'm not going to lie, Gettysburg's an amazing place and if you can go go um because it's very emotional and moving and all the things but like not when you're literally in the middle of a national finals (laughs) like no so of course my trainer was horrified I was mortified but off I went to Gettysburg (laughs) okay um the again the focus was different there was more socializing with people that I only got to see you know that once a year in the fall um Someone else was braiding my horses. Um, someone else was doing different things. It just everything was off. Everything was off. And my sixteen-year-old self kind of knew what was going on, or kind of thought that something was off, or that I was missing my routine. But you know, first of all, I didn't feel that I had the control of my life, and as I did, as I do now, right? Like I didn't have any control when my dad was was like in the car we're going to gettysburg you know um and b i didn't have the language or the knowledge or the okay, whatever to really express and really be clear on what i needed to happen right it's kind of a weird thing to be able to say like to my trainers even and to my parents like no, I need this to happen just like it does at the local shows. They were like, You're crazy. It's not a local show. Do you know what I mean? Like I just couldn't, I couldn't get there. I couldn't communicate it. And so my performance suffered, right? And and not because the skills weren't there, not because the horses weren't trained, not because of any of those more obvious things, but because of these intangible things, right? And it happened to be these habits right the re- the thing is the rest of the year i had my habits i had my rituals the things i did every morning every day the things that grounded me the things that got me focused Um, you know, when I was braiding tails in the morning, listening to certain music, it was like one playlist that I always listened to for years. I mean, that cassette tape, yes, cassette tape, um, it should be worn out, you know, somewhere it's gone, of course, but you get the point. Um, it was, you know, that routine, that same thing that happened every day. And I really had no idea how much those behaviors mattered, how much those Seemingly unrelated, right? Behaviors like me listening to music, like how does that relate to my performance, right? And I didn't get how much they mattered until they were gone, right? Or until I didn't have them. So fast forward decades to the dogs. Um, I now, let's say I have, I'm at my novice A. Burner, who, like so many dogs, has his quirks, right? He, it took me a long time, long time to develop. morning routine to him, for him. Um, To give you context, this is how novice AI was. The first um, trial I went to or competed in was an obedience trial. So it was novice A obedience. I showed up first thing in the morning, right? And if you've ever done an obedience trial in novice, you do not ever show first thing in the morning. I didn't have a crate. I had my dog in a leash. I took him into the building and we sat in chairs. Yes, we were those annoying novice people who show up and you're like, "Oh, rookie, first time, eh?" And I was that person, right? This is what I didn't know. Um, also, as I learned that dog, that I couldn't have done anything worse for him. (laughs) Right. Like, that was literally the worst thing I could have done for that dog because he was so easily aroused that for him, watching other dogs and being in that environment was like a bad idea. But what did I know? I had a leash and a dog. Like, I was ready. (laughs) Okay. So, like I said, it took me a long while to develop a morning routine for him to quote, get him to the ring. All right. Now, the quote, get him to the ring, or the expression, get him to the ring, is a horse expression expression that I'm borrowing, okay? So don't take it literally to mean walking him from the crate, or in my case, the car, um, to the in-gate, okay? No, it literally means, what does it take to get, in this case, my dog, ready to compete on any given day, all right? This getting ready might even start a few days before, right? You might feed differently or add supplements or, I don't know, feed them differently in the morning that day, right? It, it might mean different things. Um, in the horse world, it might mean what we call a 10-minute spin, right? To get the bucks out or a short hack or You know, they have breakfast, they get groomed, they get their ears stuffed, which is with cotton so that they don't hear as well. Something I totally wish we could do with the dogs sometimes Um, and whatever else. And this is all before uh, my foot would ever go into a stirrup, right? So get them to the ring is a really common, all-encompassing expression that I really like to, again, borrow for our dog world because it makes us think about all the things that it takes to prepare our dogs to walk into the ring. And for that matter, ourselves, like what does it take to get us to the ring? All right. So um, take this expression, please, um, and do something with it. It's a great concept. All right. And I maintain that, you know, the dogs are no different from the horses and that we are not necessarily different from them. All right. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, right after this quick break. Hey there, just a brief break so I can let you know about a product that I personally use for my dogs, Summit Joint Performance. I've been using it for about a year on my older dog, Indy. And then last fall, I added my younger dogs as maintenance. Here's why I love it. It's a one ingredient. It's chondroitin 4-sulfate. That's it. It's clean, 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 and it's safe to use with whatever you're already using, whatever other supplements for joints or anything else that you're using. My personal experience has been that it slays inflammation. So if you are dealing with inflammation or even think you are, I think you're really gonna love it. Finally, I One of the things that put me over the edge is I watched the horse people, which that's my background, or when I was a kid, and they had such great results with it, and that helped me really lean in, right? The Olympic level, Grand Prix horses, you know, Grand Prix riders are all using it, and so it was one of the things that really sort of validated it for me before I started using it myself, and of course, came up with my own personal validations, right? So it's one of those things. I liked it so much that I wanted to sell it. (laughs) So I am a, a reseller of it and official reseller. And so the link is in my show notes or you can PM me at The Q Coach on Instagram and Facebook and I will get you started with Summit. I really like it. Give it a try. All right. So with my novice A dog, uh, AKA, his name is Karma. <laughs> I went back to the horses because it's what I knew. And while it might be dated information, it was what I knew and what I was comfortable with, again, in terms of my experience and confidence, right? In a, in a plan, in a program. So I knew that we needed a routine for getting him to the ring successfully <laughs> we had routines for bad for bad ways right like don't hang out in front of the chairs all day at the ring and get him amped up all right so i had to experiment a- A whole bunch, right? Crate him in the building. Crate him in the car. You know, walk him. Let him see the ring. Don't let him see the ring. Blah 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 blah. blah. I mean, I experimented, and here's where I'm sort of. And I didn't have the vocabulary for it even then. This was would have been 2009, I guess. Um, But I was really looking back on myself then, my very novice self. I was happy that I was approaching him with curiosity, not necessarily judgment, like "Oh, bad dog. You need to grow up. You need to be good at this," but like curiosity of like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try this. Oh, interesting. When I did that, he did this. Okay. What if we tried this? Right? So there was a whole bunch of experimentation, a lot of curiosity, a lot of feedback, and a lot of failure, right? Because failure is part of it. Like you got to kind of be willing to fail because that's how you're going to get success. All right. And insert, you know, famous quote here, right? There's a whole bunch of of quotes about, um, you know, failure and about the willingness to lean into our mistakes like that, right? So in the end, here is the routine that I worked out for him. Okay. The Morning routine only. Um, I would, you know, arrive at the event site, let's say it's obedience, uh, at least an hour before, but not two hours. Try to aim for like an hour And that was enough time for me to, like, I would get out of the car first, leave him in the car. He's fine. I'd go in and get the lay of the land, as I call it, right? What class are they on? How are they moving? Um, Is it too early to check in? Um, You know, how is the ring look? Is there crating space available? Because, um, And then I would go back out to the car and I would pull a crate into a building for jackpot reasons. Um, as you'll hear in a second, like Karma did not crate well in the building all day. Like it, it was too much stimulation, but I liked having a crate in the building for him because I would, after we would run, I would go to the crate, and that's where our jackpot would be. Right, that's where we would, that's where we would party down. So um, I would like, you know, I'd go back in the in the room, maybe put a tarp down or a crate, or you know, sometimes if it was a site I knew, I'd take the tarp with me on that first like get lay the land, go potty, all the things. Then I go walk him and we go on like a decent walk. This is not a potty walk. This is a walk. So at least 10 minutes, um, you know, an Not all sites are as conducive. Sometimes you're doing a couple laps around, but I knew that we both had to, because I was amped up too, right? It's a competition. So I've got extra energy. So we both needed to burn off a little energy and, you know, dogs need to like smell all the things and I wanted to make sure he'd pottied. So I wanted to give everybody ample time to just like get the kicks out, right? So that's what we did first if possible, at the end of the walk, I would take him into the building just so that he could see what we were doing and what everything looked like. And as he got older and more mature and more comfortable with the routine, he actually would lay down on his own. He would just put himself in a down when he was like, I got it. I'm good. Um, And it's so interesting because Moxie did that the other day when I did this routine with her. She went in, looked around and just laid down. And I was like, okay, apparently this is international dog sign for, I got it. So anyway, so then after that, I would go and put him back in the car because my, he for, for sure, and come to find out later, some of my other dogs, they don't, settle or really sleep or truly rest in the crating area, especially if there's barking dogs, there's people coming and going, let's face it, there's always something to watch, right? So um, that's the routine. And then when it was like X dogs before me, right, about 10, if it was agility, fewer than that, if it was, you know, obedience or rally, I would go back to the car, we would, would give them a chance to potty, we'd go into the ring, warm up a little bit and walk in, right? And that was our routine. And for the most part, I have found that this routine works well for most of my dogs. Um, Like I said, it's kind of hard to sleep or really rest in a crating area. And I would say that really only Indy like can go with whatever. She's like, put me wherever. I don't care. I'm fine. Um, uh, Moxie has to have a routine. So I'm using Karmas because she can get a little, she stresses up, right? Whereas Indy stresses down, for instance, very different dogs. And Trip and I are still figuring out life and what works for him. He's very easygoing, but I don't want to take that for granted, right? Just because he seems like a dog who can go with the flow, and he, he doesn't seem like he is, um, but this doesn't mean that's what's best for him on competition day, right? So maybe he needs the routine. Maybe he needs to rest. We're trying things out. Okay. Okay. The other thing is, is like sometimes now, uh, Moxie will get some CBD and it's for, she can be, have a little anxiety sometimes. Um, And, um, but I have learned that I need to give that to her the night before to kind of get it in her system, right? Because the morning of, she notices our routine is different and she starts amping up. Smart kid, right? She's noticing what the routine. You know, I've got a baseball hat on at six thirty in the morning. That's not normal. Um, so she's feeding off of that. So I start it the night before. So you might have to consider that your dogs get to the ring routine starts. I don't know earlier in the week. Maybe they need a one big play like on. Like maybe you're going to trial like Saturday Sunday. So they need a really big play on Thursday. They need to just they need to have a chance to get it out of their system, have fun, buck, play, chase the ball, whatever they're gonna do so that they feel like they got their time, <laughs> you know, while we're making them be in this controlled environment kind of thing, right That was that was a karma thing. He really needed a chance where at least once a week he got to go let loose and get it all out. Okay? Well, I wanted that to happen before we went, not necessarily during. So his routine started earlier in the week. Maybe you're getting an adjustment for your dog. So you don't want that to happen on necessarily the Friday before. So maybe that's a, you know, Thursday or earlier in the week thing, right? Um, Who knows, right? Who knows what it is? What is important is that you realize that one size does not fit all even for your own dogs, right? My dogs are very similar, but even still, I'm, I'm trying to pay attention and listen to what their differences are. Because it's really easy for them, for me to want them to fit into my routine and not necessarily listen to what it is that they need, right? So always be in curiosity mode. How did they perform that day? What changed? And this is where, like, I mean, I, I know that not everybody is a big... Um, proponent of, um, journaling, right? Some people are like, Oh, don't make me write down my feelings. Um, but the kind of journaling I'm about for our dogs is just taking a couple notes about how they performed that day and then trying to see if like anything was different. Were they more distracted? Were they wild? Were they, um, I don't know, whatever it is, were they tired, right? And then you can kind of see like, okay, not only what happened this morning, but what happened earlier this week. Maybe you did your big play date the day before and they, you know, just are a little muscle sore, right? Like all of us get after a big workout. Who's to know? But you're not going to capture that unless you're being curious and um, kind of recording some feedback, okay? Okay. All right. As for me, I also love a little routine, right? As I mentioned, this started when I was a teenager and I am not a teenager now. I'm in my 50s. So, um this routine thing started for me and I I can be very flexible. I can roll with the best of changes um and the worst of changes, but also um, routine is grounding for us, right? So for me, it's about the basics, food, clothes, sleep, right? (laughs) Pretty simple. Um, But, um, you know, we're the other half of an athletic team, okay? So they're doing their thing, but we got to be doing our thing. And our thing requires like thinking <laughs> and clear headedness and reflexes and reaction, right? And if not reaction in big ways, like in agility, maybe in small ways, like being really sharp in an obedience ring or a rally or whatever game you're playing that weekend and being sharp, sharp enough to respond the correct way. And maybe in super subtle ways, but you've got to have your mind sharp and you cannot do that if you are dehydrated, lacking protein, sleep-deprived, like all of those things are not conducive to being like sharp and responsive, right? You want to think clearly. As a matter of fact, like a couple weekends ago, I realized in my second run, there was a big lag between my first agility run and my second run of the day because I have a dog who is both in um, running with the big dogs, as we say, and still in baby dog classes in jumpers. So um, we were split, which means there was a long lag. And I noticed I was so fuzzy at the end of the day. I just was like, I don't know, kind of out of it. And so what I did is two weeks later, I had another agility um, day and I knew it was going to be long and I changed my nutrition, right? I made sure that I brought different things for the afternoon to, to give myself energy. I brought a energy shake that I didn't drink as early. I waited until like about a half an hour before my run. So I knew it would kick in and it would be like a really good protein energy shake for the afternoon. Felt much better, right? But again, if I wasn't paying attention or if I was just writing that off, I couldn't make a change, right? So um, we need to pay attention in ourselves and in our dogs. Okay. So why do I call my routine a ritual? All right. It's so that that answer is easy. It's because it has to be sacred, all right? And it has to be so important that you won't sacrifice it, at least not easily. All right. It has to be non-negotiable. And you have to know even within that sacred ritual what you absolutely can't skip. And, you know, like say an unexpected hassle like a traffic jam or something makes you late And you are like, oh my God, I don't have time to walk my dog as long or blah, 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 blah. So even within that, you have to be thinking, okay, this is my desired routine. Within it, these things cannot be corners that I ever cut, right? Okay. And part of it is that we, we as humans and our dogs all find comfort in routines, all right. And the reason is routines are grounding. They give us predictability. They give us that sense of control in an otherwise variable filled world. Right. They, they ground us. OK. I get my clothes ready the night before. I put their day bag near the door so I can't forget it. I pack the food the night before. I control the controllables. All right. Plus, I make sure that we're each ready for what we have to do that day. It's all Important, Right. So I'm trying to get us all to the ring in the best shape possible. And it's not an accident. My routine is not an accident. It is the result of trial and error and error and error and trial and then success. Right. Um, today, n- unlike my 16 year old self, I wouldn't think about sacrificing my rituals. Um, and if you want to know how far they go, here's an example. Um, a little self-deprecating, a little embarrassing, but all true. I choose one song, one song each season, and sometimes for many seasons and years, uh, that I listen to while I walk an agility course, and it is on repeat, okay? So one song over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, sometimes for years, okay? Okay. And it's carefully chosen because it has to have a certain beat. It has to be uplifting. Um, it has to have like a good rhythm to like walk the course. has to be a little bit of an earworm um, because it helps by filling my brain up with this earworm, if you will, right? This very purposeful, positive song. It helps me drown out all of the other things that want to creep in. Other people's fears or anxieties about the courses, right? Because if you're walking a course and you're not wearing your he- earfo- buds or phones or head- heads or whatever of any sort, you're hearing everybody's like, oh, my dog might go in this tunnel. or Oh, my dog might do this. Or, oh, my dog's not going to like the way the shadow's falling. I don't want that. I don't want to listen. I don't want that stuff in my head. No, thank you. So this is part of my ritual that i will not sacrifice and there have been times that my phone has been dead or i had it in my jacket pocket left my jacket in the car and so i'm walking the course without of course but what i do is i sing that song because since that song is on like repeat i know all the words and i know the melody and i can hum it along to myself and get it in my head so that i'm able to drown out the other things okay so That's part of my ritual. That's one of my non-negotiables. That's something that's really, really helpful. And I know you're probably curious of what that song is right now. So um, actually for Team Moxie, it is a Demi Lovato song and it's called Confident. And one of the lines are, what's wrong with being confident? Um, And so it's one of the things that for Moxie and I, where we are in our journey, I really want to instill belief in her and in me and in us as a team. And so, and it's got a perfect beat. It it checks all the boxes, right? Because I knew you'd be asking. Okay. So deep breath. I talk so fast. Sorry. So this weekend, as you head off to your next event, whatever it is, even if it's training, I want you to notice your habits. Because maybe you have rituals and habits around going to class or going to train or whatever, right? So I want you to notice, um, do you change things every time? Uh, are you very loose or lackadaisical about it? Or are you like, whatever, I just throw dogs in the car and I stop at Seven Eleven and grab some cheese sticks on the way, which I've totally done, which is why that's an example. Um, you know, are, should you be experimenting more, um, with preparing your dog, um, a lot of people actually right now because of changes in trials because of covid protocols are having to change their trial habits right like for us like at agility the last couple weekends we have to to crate in the car. For me, that's no big deal. Like nothing changed other than where I jackpot my dog, which I wanted to think through. So I'm bringing in a partial jackpot into this one place, putting it on a chair and grabbing that on the way out, having an initial party, and then going back to the car for the big party, right? So that was a little tweak to what I normally do. But some people, by not being able to crate in the building, it's really throwing a wrench into their routine, Okay. So is that impacting you? Um, maybe it's making it better. Maybe you're finding that like, oh my God, my dogs are, are sleeping during the day or something, right? Who's to know? Just notice. This is what I want you to do. Notice, notice, notice. That is your mission this weekend. What do you need to try? What do you need to do differently? Are you listening to your dog? Do you notice the differences between your dogs if you're running multiple dogs? Um, how's your own hunger, right? Like are you eating correctly for the day? All right? Um do you have enough hydration? Like I noticed I've been really thirsty at trials in part because my mouth is covered all day probably and I'm not as dr- drinking as often, right? Hydration dehydration is a real thing. It will absolutely cause brain fog fog and frog apparently, but brain fog. So make sure that all of those things you're paying attention. Okay, and that's where you're going to start. You're just going to start by paying attention. All right, bonus points if you sat down and really captured your rituals and really thought about whether or not they're working for you. So after you notice them, come back and just write them down. Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you think are your routines? What does it really look like? And is it working? Is it working? Are you getting the results you wanted? How was your weekend? If something happens at a trial that's quote different or unusual behavior or unusual results for you, come back and review your day. How was your day? Was it all the same? Was it all normal? Are you sure? Right? Um, I'm always reminded, you know how like when you go, you watch a crime scene drama and the the CSI team goes into the house after the, um, you know, the murder, because it's always a murder, right? After the murder has happened and they don't turn on a light and instead they have flashlights. Right? And if you're like me, you've screamed at the TV, why don't you turn on a light so you can see? Well, here's the reason they don't with in the dark it, with a flashlight they're only seeing what they're looking at they're not seeing context right they're not walking into a living room and and not seeing right because if you walk into a living room and you see a TV a couch and a chair you're like yeah 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 they're supposed to be here nothing out of the ordinary but if you're in a dark room with a flashlight you might see that the TV's disconnected or it's one of those cardboard ones from the store. (laughs) Like, I don't know, I'm making things up. But the point is, I want you to look with your flashlight, not look with your, yeah, 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 it's supposed to be there. Yeah, 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 it's always like this. Really look at your individual actions for the day and see how they're adding up. And especially on days where everything goes well, I want you to dissect the heck out of that and see like, oh my God, This day was amazing. Like, what did I do right? What did I eat? And not necessarily to go down the superstitious rabbit hole, that's a separate topic. Um, But to see if, wow, if I duplicated everything about today, can I get the same results? What's working? What's not working? All right. And this is where it starts. All right. And also add in your own, like, feelings. Like, how did you feel? Were you nervous? Were you confident? Were you calm? You know, um, uh, nerves, ring nerves are kind of a continuum, right? And that you can be everything from like, oh, I was excited. I was happy to be there. Life was good. To all the way to, like, pure anxiety. Like, freaked out right before I was supposed to go. You know, um, 10 dogs out. Gave myself a migraine. Which I've done. That's a real story. Uh, for another time. But, um, you know, where are you in that continuum? How did you feel? And how can you adjust or impact that? Did you do your breathing exercises? Um, By the way, in this podcast, couple, there's a visualization and a breathing exercise already waiting for you. And I'm going to add more as time goes on. But like, what are you doing for you, right? Because it all runs down the leash. Okay, so that's a lot to think about for this weekend. Like I said, I always want to give you tangible things to work on so that you can go to the line with the best mental game possible. We are always working on our mental game. We are always striving to get better. And my goal is just to feed you tidbits and tips and tools and tricks and all the things to help you out in that journey. All right. So this weekend, stick to your rituals. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend with your dog. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.